Welcome to the OC. My name is Phil, and this is my co-host Corey, and we are Ordered Chaos Podcast. And today we are talking about everybody's everybody's favorite office supply, paperclips. Operation Paperclip. Yep, it's about a bunch of fucking Nazis. Aren't the good stories (laughs) always about Nazis, Phil? It is. I guess I don't know. I don't know if this is a good story, but it is a true story. This is not a conspiracy. This is fucking like, this is true. This is like in the CIA books that have been opened. And uh, and that's what that's one of the reasons why I picked it. We've done yeah. so much stuff that's either, you know, outright out there, like the Montauk. Hey, okay. All right. right? Lady dies happened, but, you know, we're still not 100% sure. Right. Right. And all oh, the other no, no, no. Been- for sure. This is not like a... Oh, Operation Paper. No, this is the fucking legit. Yeah, this is a legit program. So um, 40 years ago, if you said this, well, maybe not 40, maybe 60 years ago now. Yeah, well, there was a woman who brought. So before we get into that, let's set the stage. Let's set the stage. What what is our stage, Corey? Where our stage is World War Two, right? Yeah. 1943. Allies are like, fuck, yeah, we're winning this war. Mm-hmm. I think it was still kind of touch and go at 43, but they were like, we think we got it. They weren't on their back yeah. foot anymore. They were on yeah, the, that's uh, right. the, the offense. Well, Russia came, you know, Germany made a few mistakes, like attacking Russia. That was a big yes. one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes, they were sure. being flanked by Russia while the Allies came in. Uh, they, honestly then thought, they honestly thought it would be a quicker. They thought they would roll over the Russians, deal with the Russians, and then right. they'd the be Russians. good, right? Yeah, and they take all yeah. the oil. That was key. Perhaps the toughest people on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, we'll just run you over. Well, mm-hmm. the hope was, the hope was that, you know, here are these poorly trained, starving Russians. We should be able, and they did. Oh, like, yeah. you look how deep they pushed in. They pushed right up to Stalingrad. Like, yeah, it's not like winter. They, <laughs> winter was a bad day for all these Germans. And when you've got supply lines extending back, you know, across the planet. Yeah. 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 It was like, uh-oh. It's cold. <laughs> the Russians are like, it's not very cold. This is good uh, springtime weather, okay? Would you like some bread made from wallboard? We have a recipe. Because <laughs> yeah. we're mean, starving. Can you, have you ever seen tougher looking people than like old pictures of Russians? Even the women are like, just look like fucking tough. That's what happens when your leaders starve you to death and you got to figure shit out. Yeah. Well, there's certainly a survival of the fittest thing going on, right? So what Absolutely. happens is you have <laughs> you have people wind up with it's like, hmm, the well, only people left are the strong because well, the, the weak are dead. That's right. That's right. But even, yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic. But the we're Russians are, they're flanking Germany. Germany at this point is like, all right. So some people see the writing on the wall. And... Um, also, they start to discover some of their camps as they take over these camps, from my understanding. They're finding scientists and they're finding technology. And uh, they're like, holy fuck, this technology is way better than our technology. So this is where things get fed. So to your previous point about the Russians are, the war on the Eastern Front is lost, mm-hmm. right? Germany realizes this. They realize they are not going to be able to win this battle by fighting it. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to out-tech their opponent. Like, they've got to do some serious innovation. And up until this point, they've actually done a really good job of that, and they got lazy. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I don't know. I'm not sure if got lazy. They made bad mistakes. Like, but they got lazy with their innovation. So they stopped. Yeah. Uh, so the best example of this is you look at who they were sending in combat units, scientists, engineers. Well, yeah. No, no, they saw them right, as more valuable right. as a guy holding a gun yeah. than a guy figuring out how to build a better gun. Or a laser gun. Let's not get ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> so, yeah, the Allied Forces. So you're talking, it wasn't CIA. What was it called before that? The it, OSI, it, Office of Special Intelligence, or that's OSS? Right. Nope. Yeah, the OSS. Um, yeah, because before World War II, well, I mean, so the CIA is born of World War II. Correct. Because prior to, prior to World War II, any intelligence agency right. was essentially military intelligence, the oxymoron that is, right? They were, yeah. they were part of a military unit. And, and only during wartime, from my understanding, right? Like there it, were some that were, you know, there were always yeah. analysts around, but generally, yeah, yeah. you didn't see these, the, the kind of money they were throwing at it until war broke out because, you know. Right, yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, uh, Operation Paperclip, what, do you, what would you, I mean, just if you can say in two or three sentences, you know, what you see, like the operation itself. Uh, get smart Nazis out of Germany into the U.S., Get them building stuff. <laughs> build stuff, and that and that that's actually a really good analogy because that's exactly what happened. Um, I remember you saying this to me, and I was like, I don't. I was surprised when you said you weren't aware of. Like, I, I thought maybe I know, it's because but, you were well, aware of its previous name, Operation Overcast. But uh, no, I I wasn't aware. Really. I mean, I knew about. Uh, remember, we talked, and I was like, well, I know who von Braun is. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, I knew about the. Um, Germans escaping. Uh, I knew that Germans went to America. I knew all of that. I just didn't know the name associated with it. Um, but I also didn't know the extent. I thought they only accepted Germans that were forced into, um, you know, forced into being scientists. I didn't realize the extent of, um, yeah, that wasn't the fucking case. Uh, <laughs> And we'll get and we'll get to that. Yeah. Right now so, we're at the sort of crux of it. And the big thing, and this is where it's yeah. hard to talk about Operation Paperclip without talking about a guy named Werner Ozen, Ozenberg. Yeah. Ozenberg? The, yeah, that was the the guy who wrote the list, right? Yeah. So when they're losing, they're basically the mm -hmm. you know Eastern Front's collapsing. They're like, that's not working. Okay, we gotta we gotta come up with new bombs, right? We need to do yeah. something. Mm -hmm. So this fellow Werner Ozenberg basically put together a list of signed smart people mm -hmm. that could be trusted essentially if you had to define the list they were these were smart people that didn't have any uh, obvious red flags for loyalty for the regime so mm -hmm. they're like hey we should take these people and instead of having them clean toilets we should have them make missiles or experiment on people or yeah you know. they had lots and lots of labor because and that was some of the thing about you know they had no shortage of slave labor they had, and that's exactly what it was. I love how was, they call it yeah. forced labor. No, 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 it no, it was slave, slave labor. labor. Yeah, it was slave labor. Yeah, like there was talk. Like I read, I read some horrible shit. I mean, some of the the, the shit that I read, I was like, oh god. Um, but like, uh, take Werner, and this is a bit of a side note. Werner von Braun, which who we will get into. I don't know if you read this or not, but uh, he ran the rocket building. This project, right? Yeah. But he would. 
he would fucking kill the five slowest Jews. Did you read that? I so I read that, but I also read things that said that's they have no evidence of that. So this is this is where things start to get right. This is where things start to get. Now I have I did so it read would for encourage. It would encourage because he has to others. do it. The rocket science has to be the guy yeah. who does it, right? Yeah. It's he hard has to, to be the one to kill him, as opposed to. Well, it, no, no, I didn't say that he actually killed them. He would just have it. It was an ordered. And I'm not even sure if it was his order, but it was that, you know, and th this was an encouraged thing. It's, it's throughout that, you know, if you weren't working hard enough, you will either die working or you will die for not working. And um, yeah, which it's just a horrible situation. But anyway, let's get back to, so they find, they find the list or this yeah. list is created. This list is created. And what Germany starts to do is it starts to starts to recall. So this is 1943 as they start to recall a bunch of their their people. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So but the list turns out never actually fully gets destroyed. Uh, Phil, no. where did they find the list? The they Allies when they were toilet. blowing up the German. <laughs> I guess it was good reading material. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, some play some uh, the allied forces invade this uh, bunker or whatever it is and uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was uh, uh, Born University. Is that where Bonn University? Bonn University. University. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. And they, yeah. I guess they were trying. They knew that they were going to be overrun, and they decided to start fucking destroying stuff. And I guess the not so smart guy in the Nazi uh, secretariat or whatever said, "I'll take them to the toilet." <laughs> A Polish technician actually found them, gave yeah. them the MI6. Who then yes. transfer them into military intelligence right and then somehow the cia got their little grubby mitts on them too right so well I, because the cia as you said right came out of and we'll get to that comes out of all this yeah. effort and i've got right. have, have you looked did you look at pl 110 110 no well we'll talk about that there's a very specific line in it that literally says hey we're going to manage operation paperclip oh yeah uh, we'll, no we'll i I really, it was tough because there's so much, you know, like we don't have a whole lot of time to prepare, you know, by the time we figure out everything that we're, uh, you're starting to read into this, this goes so deep, like back to the know, rabbit hole analogy, right? You can yeah. easily pick any of these things. If you want to drill down on what a terrible uh, person Von Braun was, he was a horrible or individual. Do you want to yeah. go up and deal with Truman's, you know, uncertainty about all of this? And it makes me wonder how much a president actually fucking knows like and this is the freight from the get-go like the cia is made so maybe we should discuss so they find the list the list has got all these people on it some are high ranking some are not all the fields that can be imagined uh from vaccination creation biological warfare the physical engineering to yeah, the big one rocketry. what they were concerned about was the abcs right so the abcs did you read about abcs of so the atomic biological and chemical um strategies of the germans for weaponizing okay. that that was what I, they I were... remember briefly touching on that like yeah the, the, everything the, the... i read was always abcs okay, okay. The, that's what they care about the absolute most was that they wanted to get like von braun was like the v2 rocket guy right? but not an atomic guy right he was more no hey, i'm gonna build no, the no, rockets no, but... and you whatever you want to put on the tip don't care it, well this is kind of it yeah but they needed a delivery system <laughs> <laughs> they they created bombs already so they had atomic but they had to drop those bombs they needed a way to 
fire those bombs. So they, when we refer to they, the atomic bomb, we're talking the U.S., not the Russia, US. Right? or yeah. not Germany. Germany did not have the atomic bomb at this. They were close. Hitler, and you know what's funny is Hitler did not look at the atomic energy as, so they were really discouraged about that. Their atomic game was really, Hitler was like, I believe that this is the funny thing. I think he, he almost believed that atomic energy was dangerous. Japanese may agree with him. You know, well, I mean, he was like, "Eh, I don't know. So they really, but give me the anthrax staring gas so we'll get into that too but i mean they're yeah so they became very effective killers with biological and chemical warfare like it's just and they had no shortage of human subjects that's what always but we're deviating a bit so back to the list we sure this list is this list list. is found and then Mm -hmm. essentially operation overcast is created by uh, major stravers and u.s uh, intelligence uh yeah the co- the combined intelligence objective subcommittee yeah okay but, that's overcasting so major stravers has this list and it's operating and it overcast. didn't last long because they were like you're not fucking bringing germans into our country so then the cia is born well okay the cia wasn't quite born yet it was it was in its infancy right oh, and they well, say okay yeah, they're like hmm. so they've got all these germans right that are potentially war criminals because you know they were Nazis. So yeah, a lot of them were charged at Nuremberg and just disappeared. <laughs> they actually were in Nuremberg. Okay. See, we're, we need a list. We do have a list. I, we have a list. So, so what happens is the Operation Overcast is created. They've got, they start grabbing these scientists and they realize yeah. that yeah. It's, it's bigger than just grabbing a couple of scientists. There's a ton of stuff, Tons. a ton of stuff they need to do. So this yeah. actually goes up and becomes Operation Paperclip and gets approved formally by President Truman. Operation Overcast had not been formally approved. Right. Operation Paperclip, when it first started, was not formally approved until so, a year rules, after it's been running. Now, and this is important to remember, because the rules that Truman said, and I wrote them down somewhere, hold on a second, because they were specific. They were very specific, yes. Truman approved the program with rules. So no Nazi supporters, no Nazis, right? Um, no Nazi members. And uh, basically, you know, these had to be people that were forced into, you know, doing the things that they did. So nobody- No war criminals. No war I was going to say, no one who is committed a heinous crime. You know, Truman's like, okay, well, yeah. We don't want anyone who's going to be bad. (laughs) Fine. Okay. Uh, and the CIA basically said, fuck you. Okay, sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we're going to the CIA at this point. They weren't the CIA quite at this point because. Right. Well, they. they the the organization that would eventually become the, the CIA, CIA. Yeah. The, the intelligence people that were involved in all this, right? Well, they the were like, oh. the, well, then yeah. they were like, okay, no problem, true. No problem. Yeah. They were very, yeah, sure. Uh, because yeah, we'll they didn't make have sure. the scientists yet. Right. So we, they knew that they, now they were also in a race. So that's the one, another big thing is that yep. there was a lot of people trying to get these guys, right? Russia, of course, and this is the beginning of the cold war. So they're like, all right, we want to get these fuckers before, you know, Russia gets them. Yep. Um, you know, and it's kind of like, that's one of the main justifications for this whole operation is we need to get these bad bastards before our enemy who's a bad bastard gets them 
Uh, yeah, they so for anybody who is unaware, uh, at one time the Russians were our were our allies. Stalin, the steel, the man of steel. Stalin, he was a wonderful person. He's a, that's wonderful. <laughs> a wonderful. I don't think killer. both Churchill and uh, Roosevelt knew that Stalin was going to be a problem, but you know, sure. it's a future future world problem, not a current Nazis I, eating yeah. us problem. So, and I, yeah, I think they looked at it as the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> yep. For now, <laughs> until you know, until they decide that ah oh, fuck, we're gonna they're gonna try and do exactly the same thing. So, fun fact. Yeah. Do you know how Operation Paperclip got its name? Um, I believe they wanted to make it um, like inconspicuous and all the paper that every one of those folders had a paperclip on it. Right? So, so any one of the rockets, any one of the rocket specialists they wanted to bring. Yeah. They put that, they, now they say rocket specialists, but ultimately got expanded everything. They would attach yeah. a paperclip to. So right. when they're looking at, when they're independently verifying these Nazis we want to bring over, it's like, there's a paperclip on this one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, gloss over. And this is, this is the fact you were getting to about the uh, genesis of the CIA. This is where the yeah. whitewashing started of these candidates. Well, they had to, they had no choice because they weren't going to be able to bring them. To, so you take someone like the, one of the top scientists at that time was, was Von Braun. Mm-hmm. So you have Werner Von Braun. He's like, he, he is the man. He created the V1, V2 rockets. Um, at this point in time, uh, America's losing the space race too. Like this is before, like space, well, the space race. Still, okay, the space race wasn't really happening at that point, but uh, well, but it was in it. It was in its infancy, and they did not have any. Like Russians were already starting to create, you know, space. You know, intentions had space. I mean, their intel told them that that there was. You know, there were things that were. We're going still talking nineteen forty-ish, right? So, I know. Well, forty. Well, you're in forty-three, forty-five, and then you've you got to think in the sixties. You know, like it's not that far away, right? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, but so they know the point. rockets. The rockets are important. Like that's the, the one rockets thing. Are, the rockets like, are important. That's the future. That's it's the, the future, right? Future. Yeah. So they want to snag this guy and as many of the. T- but Werner von Braun was SS. That's a real big problem. Oh, no, no, he's got that covered. Don't worry. He said he was, uh, he joined, what was it? The, uh, he joined the SS Horseback Riding School and was oh. made a lieutenant there, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah. the only reason he did it, this was the explanation he gave, was yeah. uh, they, they said you can, Himmler said you can join us because they want to get their fingers in the rocket program themselves. Uh, yes, the of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's going to, you know, it's no different. You're just basically pinning this to your lapel, you know, the mm. thunderbolts or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and one like, of the gold buttons that only Hitler gave to his absolute favorite members. Ever, did you hear read about the little gold buttons? So they get this. No, but I heard something similar about that, 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 that yeah. a token that they were given that Hitler's favorites were given. Yeah. And they were numbered. Really? They were numbered. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about him in yeah. a minute. But Braun uh, was a was an SS member and was an actual member of, and this is where it gets a little weird. Some of the people who who did worse than Von Braun in the end oh, yeah. weren't actually Nazi party members. Braun was a Nazi party member. He said, hey, you know what? I think here's his exact words. Uh, what is it? Uh, attitude towards the socialist regime. He said... Hitler was still only a pompous fool with a Charlie Chaplin mustache 
and he's another Napoleon who is wholly without scruples, a godless man thought himself the only God. So apparently wow. he had a very negative opinion of Hitler. So that probably helped his well, handler when, saying, when oh, you don't like yeah, Hitler? Yeah. When you're sitting in a CIA booth, I suppose you'll say all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he went to, I want to say, I want to say he went to dustbin, not Ashcan, because they had two camps. There well, was he a went US to Fort one Bliss. Fort Bliss in Texas is where they started. Eventually, their... but before they got there, they oh, got like before, Actually, yeah, right. I don't know. And don't there was Ashcan and Dustbin. They were two. One was set up in the UK, and one was set up in Germany. Oh, okay, I don't know about that, but I know that when they eventually got to, yeah, and there was a whole whack of them. Like, and they were allowed to bring their families, right? So we say so. They they estimate there was a between fourteen hundred and sixteen hundred people, like Germans, that came to America. Um, but then you got to think. You know, their immediate families were also brought and taken care of. Yeah. Um, so you, you're looking at a much, let's just say on average, you know, there was, you know, man has a wife and one child even, you know, that number just tripled. So yeah. keep in mind, the Russians were doing the same thing. Okay. Now, they now were, very they, few Russian, very well, few and, Germans surrendered to the Russians. So were the Brits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The but Brits. the Brits were sort of still part of the Allies, right? The Russians actually had their own version of Paperclip, which was called. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. I, yeah, I can't pronounce it either. It's you can Google it, and, yeah. but it's got way too many syllables. But it's the same idea, except yeah. it was more forced. It's like you are coming. Whereas technically, they had a yeah. choice. They had a choice. You can face war crimes or come to America. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, some of the things that I learned that I didn't know before was that. When so they when when they knew the war was over, like many of the the top brass made it out, and I didn't know how they made it out. I knew that they had made it out because you always you know I knew they went to Argentina. I was going to say, are you talking about paperclip or the Nazi ra underground railroad to South America? It, it, South America, yeah. So yeah. basically, you know, and and this is a, a sort of a little aside, but I found it really ah, interesting. You'll see. Yeah. Well. It does, and it anyway, yeah. So, like, I didn't realize that Italy, and of course, it makes sense. Italy was a you know part of Hitler's, you know, Benito Mussolini and all that jazz. But the Italians were, you know, helping them to escape to Argentina, mm -hmm. and it was President Juan Perón. You ever heard of Juan Perón? He's the president I for the of the guy named Juan, but he's Chinese. Oh, different Juan. That's W O N. That's the wrong one. You wrong got the wrong one. Wrong one. What? Wrong one, DeMarco. Anyway, he was the president of Argentina. And, you know, I didn't know this, but like they all made it there. Most of these fucking horrible individuals started families. And yeah, uh, so these were the ones that they, so they were the ones that were either deemed to be of no use. Which really, though, bad. with, with all the operations like Operation Panhandle, Operation Apple Pie, the Allies were trying to scoop up as many intelligence yeah. folks, military folks as they could. Yeah. But these, like you said, were horrible people and the, no amount of whitewashing. No. None. Like it just shows that even the precursor to the CIA had some degree of like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't try and bring well, look these at people here. Joseph Mengel, like Mengel. Good old Joe, Uncle Joe. Just absolute epitome of evil. 
like an absolute but what fucking... did you do, Phil? What did what is Joseph for those oh, who don't know? What because for you, those who don't know what I because you were you were only re- you recently you you knew of him but you didn't know how his bad name. he was. I knew he was a, a war criminal. Um, so yeah, he was he was called the Angel of Death. Um, he he was an absolute sociopathic piece of shit who did most of his experiments on twins. And what he would do he really like twins. He not in the good way. It's no well, he loved twins. He loved them because they were yeah. had two sets of DNA. So he could do an experiment on one and see how, you know, he could pick that person apart. So he had two bodies basically that he could, you know, experiment on. Um, and he did atrocious things to them. As far as uh seeing you sewed two of them together, no anesthetic. No, no. I didn't remember hearing about that, but I, I, I heard together. something about there was transplants too. He would actually do things. He would see. Like he, would, yeah. he would try yeah. and do the transplants of. I'm gonna. Yeah. No anesthetic. Just, no, nothing. The, just my wife's horrendous. a twin. She keeps talking about her sister's kidneys. I said, "Good for you. Got an extra set." <laughs> yeah, he was just fucking pure evil. Uh, the child looks. I mean, there's stories of him. He had a a wall where he would remove eyeballs and pick them, put them on the wall like a fucking trophy like i did not like, hear about that but it yeah, does it would not surprise me google it is fucking horrendous yeah okay well, yeah, um, google, like, there's a lot of stuff on the internet no, this is name. no well i mean this is all no this is fucking legit man like they found this stuff like he he was an absolute monster and he's had... the one who did the uh who was the guy who did the uh the human skin lampshades remember that was a big thing no oh, it could be him i mean he killed they estimate that he killed 3,000 like twins and then countless others. So he would do crazy things like see what would happen if you bound a woman's legs together while she was giving birth. Like crazy like things that, you know, and, and see how long it took for the baby and the mother to die. You know, eat a sandwich while he's doing it. He's just fucking crazy. Even the, the people that were like Himmler and and they were they all like when you get a guy like Himmler who's like that dude's a fucking loose cannon, <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> you know <laughs> that that's a bad dude. I think you know, uh, yeah, and I think that's what the Nazis brought out of these people is this inner carnal fucking self. You know, that allowed them to do what they wanted. They weren't people that they were doing this to. They were the Jews, which you dehumanize. You so know, this is, they this is a common yeah. strategy, right? You dehumanize whoever is your opponent, or what, yeah. I mean, the Japanese in World War II used to uh, call uh, the Chinese and the POWs they would work on logs when they would do their experiments. So they would completely dehumanize them. Right, logs. and this is common. Give me another this log. Is, give me another log. Yeah, and and you know, and a lot of these doctors that that we're going to discuss and. In a few minutes are just as bad as this dose of men like perhaps not as not as insane and not as vicious but but nonetheless they not all good. not good. good like they the thing is is that modern day science we have to test on animals and people get upset about that mm-hmm. right well these are people they're testing these things on and and you know children and babies infants you know, uh, the stories, one of the stories I read that stuck out in my mind was this woman gave birth and she, she killed the baby herself because she did not want men like Joseph Mendelin to, to do anything to her. She knew what was going to happen. And it she wasn't going to end well. And no, and, and for a mother 
you know, to know that and to do, you know, something that's the ultimate sacrifice, you know, in my eyes, I mean, to, to do that, have to do that to your own child to save them. It's just a fucking So have you heard the saying, nightmare. power corrupts? Oh, well, of course. Yeah. So uh, Marcus Aurelius uh, sort of demonstrated less that Marcus Aurelius, emperor of Rome, great yeah. guy. If you ever looking for an interesting read, read up on him. One of the good five this good Roman emperors. But they say that he actually proved that power doesn't necessarily corrupt. What it does is power reveals. Mm-hmm. So these people were put in positions of power. And it wasn't the fact they were in positions of power that corrupted them. It's the fact that by being put into power, their true natures came to the fore. Right. So whereas before they might have been restrained in whatever reason. Well, and, and laws and things that, you know, I know that people may be watching this or down the road years from now when we're totally famous. But they, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know. Like and subscribe. Um, like and subscribe. There are rules for Talking fucking to you, reason. Mom. That's, yeah. Our one true subscriber, your wife and your mom. He hasn't. My mom has not liked, not subscribed yet because she doesn't know what that is. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. But we have rules for fucking reason. We have laws. We have consequences to our actions. When you remove consequences to your actions and you can do whatever you want with with creatures that you don't deem as being human, this is what fucking happens, right? We need to have control. There has to be control over society to some degree or this fucking kind of monstrosity, you know. Religion served that point at one, before laws became what they are now, before you had the secular nature. Yeah. It's like the whole concept of morality was codified by religion, whatever religion you followed. Yeah. These are the things you can and can't do. Those were the laws you followed. Well, whenever people started to mass into fucking big groups, all, all kinds of crazy shit happens. You know, when you see the dark side of uh, our primal nature, you know, it's a, you know, a beast, man, eat man, woman, eat like, I mean, it's just we're fucking monsters. And that's why you have all these people that prey on people's fears, you know, with, uh, end of the world zombie apocalypse you know like they they really because people somehow are they realize that you know if the power grid goes out it's not going to be good once order once society and order start to break down everybody's gonna bunker up into their own little groups and it's going to be maybe i'm not going to go out and put on my you know get my facial piercings and my mad max headgear but no, but don't come knocking on my fucking door. Yeah, don't, go, don't, don't roll up with your friends with yeah. guns. It's, thinking, it's a bad fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going to have a fun time. We're and not going to have okay a rational discussion. No, no. And, and I don't think most people would. Uh, and I would expect nonetheless from if I was going banging on someone else's door. Uh, but this is just on another level of evil, you know. And I think that's what the hardest part is to wrap your head around this is that you know, the government, the CIA, and or the powers that be of America and Russia, it, even the Russians, the Russians took these people, knowing full fucking well what they did to Russian soldiers. Yeah. Right. Like they, like the Germans were not, they didn't keep prisoners unless they had, they were bargaining chips of some sort. So you it know. depends on which branch. So I think it's, so there was one thing I heard that uh, if you got, if you were an airman, like a like a fellow an allied pilot that got shot down. Yeah. 
you would want to be taken into the possession of the Luftwaffe because the mm. Luftwaffe, uh, they saw themselves as kind of, you know, knights, noble, nobility. So they were the mm, noble okay. warriors, right? So they would treat fellow aces of the oh. air with a degree of, I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. You were still, you were still a, don't get me wrong. You were still a POW, <laughs> but you're not in a to. camp with 1500 other people, you know, you're confined and you're like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to bandage you up and take care of you. You did not want to fall in the hands of the SS, not surprisingly, because that was a bad time for all. Yeah, they, they, I watched a, a thing on how the SS. So, did you you see the scars on a lot of these guys' faces? You ever seen like a lot like Himmler, like a lot of these true SS guys? Well, they get the it's it's called um, they wear it like a badge of honor, and it's given to them like they they do like full on fucking sword fencing without yeah without face masks yeah this is a real thing the ss the ss is a is a podcast in and of itself with the weirdness that they were doing oh my god like i mean you know we we had our 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 airborne disbanded because of of, you know not to say that what they were doing was was appropriate they were urinating and beating (laughs) you know people but i mean these ss guys there's pictures it's documented and their faces are fucking cut open and then to make the scar worse, they would pack it with horsehair. So they would pack horsehair into the scar or into the wound and then sew it up. And the fucking, I mean, the pot, like it keeps, imagine. But the worse, the bigger the scar. So what the Mongols would, would do when they had, they would rub uh, ashes into it. Oh, and it was basically cause this friggin' just her, like, I mean, assuming you didn't die of some bizarre infection, it would you would have this wicked scar that's clearly visible showing how baller you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're a baller. All right. But we're so, deviating. But, yeah. Okay. And that, yeah, we are, but I mean, I think getting into the subculture of what this, what they, what they took in is really important because Nazis, that's are, bad. What, Nazis are fucking horrible. I mean, yeah. there, there's no punishment for some of these people that would even scratch, like, Scratch the surface. I mean, so we talked earlier before the episode about the name. So uh, we we both clicked. We both picked Werner von Braun as one of the uh, Operation Paper Chip Paper Chip Paper Clip alumni. Oh, he was he was a fucking yeah. He was the quarterback. Yeah, he's the he's the gold. He boy. is like the if top. You, he if you had to say boy. who's a paper clip, who was a Nazi brought in that was yeah. basically rocketed to the top. Yeah, pun intended. He, it was him. Yeah. And, who, who and, else did you pick? um so well there was a bunch but i mean um, you pick one i'll pick one i've got i've got one two I've uh, got aside from warner i've got four others yeah so um i've got um gerhard schrader did we hear about gerhard schrader mm, real evil fucking dude. Gerhard, but yeah so he was a chemist um he basically was one of the guys that created the sarin gas Okay. So he was very sought after. They wanted to make all of these kind of chemical weapons. He was a chemist, of course. Uh, he had tons of people to practice on. Uh, he worked at Auschwitz uh, quite often. Like he would just kind of go to the death camps and he would, you know, be able to experiment. And they would do crazy fucking things. Like they would see, they would see like, they would apply nerve agents and blister gases to these, and they would time it, see how long it took for the, the body to. So when I was in the reserves no. during my NBC nuclear biological and chemical training, they yeah. showed us a video, which I think had a lot of that footage. Um, yeah, that was probably, yeah. Cause it's, it's like, horrendous. Hey, here's how, here's what a blister agent does to a person. 
Yeah. So that was the other thing is that these are guys that have, have the knowledge and they wanted that knowledge because no one to that point in the United States had ever fucking probably, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't, but uh, you know, tested on human beings, some of the nerve agents and the gases, right? So the U S was really behind uh, less world war two, more world war one, but in world war two, they still weren't cutting edge. Right. So their mm -hmm. Sherman tanks for all their equipment in my, to my understanding was inferior to the Germans, but they had the advantage of mass production. Well, so yeah. they would send like five Sherman tanks to take out one tiger. The right. Tiger still got taken out. You might've lost four Sherman tanks, but you still won. And that, and that's why they really needed this sort of thing. Cause they didn't have that expertise domestically. That's right. That's right. And they, they didn't. They weren't on a they, war footing. Yeah. And, and these scientists were above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Like German engineering and German science was, was at this point, like, you know, it was day and night in comparison. They were so far behind, you know. Um, so, yeah, Gerhard Schrader, he was also SS. He was really fucking sought after. He was what like. What happened to him? What do you mean what happened to him? Like he was did he live happy ever happy. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah, after? he did. For sure he did. Uh and he would lived in the in, in the States. And I mean he was responsible for who fucking knows how many deaths just in experimentation and then how many deaths. And he was never tried for war crimes. Uh interestingly enough, a lot of these fuckers were tried for war crimes at the Nuremberg. They, so there's actual footage of these guys fucking laughing at Nuremberg laughing because they know they know this guy this fucking gervais trichel did you read about him no he but was in charge you're of jumping recruiting. ahead it's my turn to go now oh man oh anyway he wasn't no but gervais trichel wasn't a, a um an assessor not he was there to find these guys oh gotcha right and what better place to find them than at the nuremberg trials true right so he was like going around going Hey, don't worry about it. We got this. You're going to be fucking fine. We're going to bail your ass out of here. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. So, so Here's... my guy, I don't know if you heard about him. Uh, Huberus Sturmhold. Yes. Sturmhold. I heard about him. This is I, the I, father I... of space medicine. They actually had yeah. an award up until <clears throat> the 2013 yeah. for advances in space medicine. Yeah. This yeah. guy was, uh, you know, a monster. Yeah. No, no, no. He wasn't a monster. He couldn't have been a monster because he got brought in through paperclip. Right. Yeah. Right? He didn't test how, you know, falling from great heights affects the body. Or what, uh, you know, the, you know, hyperapoxia does to you. Or yeah, like, he figured things. out all these things about the horrible You know, that's conditions. documented. That's video. There's video of this. Uh, I didn't he see actually it. Gave, so he actually showed up at a, comp, oh. a medical conference in Nuremberg. Okay. And basically uh, outlining the medical experiments that were done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now his defense is, well, you know, I didn't actually do any of the experiments, but he was the kind right. of guy in charge of everything. And he just happened to be able to, mm -hmm. when he came to the U.S. to work for the United States, mm -hmm. he happened to wind up in the Air U.S. Army Air Force uh, yeah. with aeromedicine. Yeah, like the NASA, with their... eventually with NASA. Eventually Weird. with NASA because he's so, the father of space medicine, right? Yeah. This is I read how about this fucking this fucking creep did more than just that. He fucking he would take people, right? So he'd take a male man and a woman and a child, and then he'd freeze them and see how long it took for each of them to die based on different body fats, based on I mean, it's just it it makes you go, Well, how the fuck does someone think of this? And then uh the centrifuge. So let's see what 
I don't know, 30 G's, G's does to somebody. Yeah. How many G's can, how many G's can a person hold? How, how yeah. much can they, how much can they pull until your eyes they, explode? They, That's well, one of the things. Yeah. Your eyes blow up until you pass out. And then it's like, and, and how much further can they do? Yeah. Well, passing out is a, your body's response to not having blood flow to your brain, but yeah, there's a lot worse things that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to die. But it's also um, the exposure to extreme cold, right? Yeah, it's the exposure sure. to essentially all these things that if you were, and again, I'm, I'm going to use the science, I'm going to say aeromedicine because that's mm -hmm. sort of what they associated with him. Well, they, yeah, they called them space science or space uh, medicine. Yeah, that's, that's what it eventually becomes, space medicine. But originally yeah. it was aeromedicine because the focus was originally, okay, how can we help our Luftwaffe pilots like what mm -hmm. can they what can they safely do? Uh, you know, is is it is it possible for a body to go this fast, this high? What what do they need to do? And guess what? They did an experiment on Luftwaffe pilots to do this. Yeah. yeah. Now he claims he did not experiment on. It was the Dachu, is where he was. That was the camp he was associated with. The Dachu, the Dachu um, uh, camp. Yeah. I, so. I there were several, uh, but yeah, no, he was a bad fucking dude. And in 2013, no so up until 2013, there was actually an award mm -hmm. in his honor that they eventually uh, yeah. they eventually retired it, I think is the term, the polite term they use. A bunch of these guys got awards, though, and including Von Braun. Oh, no, no, this uh, was an award you know. in his name. So you oh. would get this award for oh, being lovely. awesome. And yeah. so they actually eventually, they didn't, they didn't cancel it. What they did was... They retired it. That was the word they used. Yeah. Okay, you're going. Oh, one. okay. Well, this one is more, um, not so much as a horrific person, but it's something I found interesting because it kind of relates to the Area 51 podcast that we did. So this guy, his name was Siegfried, Siegfried Nunenmeyer. Sounds like a hot dog. Yeah. So he was... Uh, Chief of German Air Force Technical Developments. He was thoroughly a Nazi, so there's no question. Wait, he was, I don't know if he was SS, but he was, he was a full-fledged uh, Nazi. Uh, he developed and, or helped, there was these guys, they were also, you know, German Nazis. Uh, the Horton V, there'll be a picture of it somewhere around here. The Horton V? The Horton V, uh, Wir sind Victor, which Wir looks Victor. an awful lot. Like a plane that was developed in Area 51 <laughs> called the B-2 bomber. If you were to look at this plane, and this is this is many years before, if you look at this fucking plane, dude, you go, what the fuck? <laughs> Including the skin of this plane. Like it's very similar. There's a lot of similarities anyway. Um, so I thought, yeah, he is pretty interesting. He was very likely use slave labor to develop these planes. I mean, all of them did. And that's the thing, right? I don't think anybody could operate in Nazi Germany in a no. factory, particularly near the end. So near the, at the start, they didn't use as much slave labor because really forced labor, you're just asking your, like the forced labor, right? Mm -hmm. Like forced labor. Yeah. Like forced retirement. You, <laughs> yeah, you've got, you're asking old. for sabotage, right? You're like, the reason why we don't use slaves to do things aside from the moral horribleness of it is generally slave labor. It's substandard. Um, and there's not a lot of I don't, quality. I don't know. Checks. There's not a lot of research into that because your life's on the line. So, you know, and you're being monitored very closely. So 
are they are they going to make a mistake are they watched to a point where you know and and you're talking about you know i wouldn't i would say that the you know the the slave contingent isn't doing the you know the fine tuning the technical they're doing the heavy lifting you know yeah but all it takes for them is a, is a shitty weld right that's all it takes and that's the yeah problem. i'm not it's- disagreeing i, I just I, I mean i don't know you know especially if if you're a slave labor maybe it's your family that may suffer your son your wife your you know they may always because if it's just you i don't know how they operated them i, I assume they would have some sort of you know, you knew there was no. So the problem is, particularly later on when they start using the slave labor in Germany, you yeah. knew there was no good ending for this. No, there was wow, no good. That's... There was as long as if the Nazis won, it's not like okay, they're going to let me go. No, they're going to. No, and you just you just saw them bury five guys. This is one of the things I talked about, Braun, that he actually was close enough to touch some of the corpses from the the slave labor that died during the construction of some of his rockets. There's, I guarantee he was part of it. I, he's. He's a fucking psych- a sociopath. He's no different than any of these other guys. So um, my other guy, Walter Schreiber, Schreiber. Oh yeah. Oh, he was on my list too. Okay, good. So we've got two. Well, we've got, got two that's matches. Okay. I've got another guy. That's that's fine. Yeah. Go this ahead. is a guy. This 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 fellow oh. was basically associated with uh, human experimentation uh, for I want to say he was a blah, blah, medical bioweapons. He was okay. a vaccine researcher. Is exactly what he was. Yeah, vaccine. Re- that was vaccine researcher. before the war. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, when he when he was when he was working at the uh, the Ravensbrück as concentration camp, apparently yeah. it was more bio. Now he would the the, the yeah. argument again why he was brought over with paperclip was he was not the one doing the experimentation. He was just overseeing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Now the cool part about this, and this is this is the this is a quote. Right. The ship. Him and his family was brought on. Yeah. Do you know what the manifest said? No. The manifest of the ship does not list travel documents for the for the Schreibers. It just declares them to be paperclips. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. And this fellow, this is this is the fellow. He got a yeah. so, the the linkage to um, the Ravensbrück uh, camp came up, right? Mm. And this was one of those things that sort of screwed him up. Yeah. So once that kind of got all out in the open, the U.S. was like, okay, well, you're kind of kind of screwed. So he actually left the air. He was working with, I believe, the Air Force. Yeah, his I'm contract. Sure. Anyway, he left with it. And basically, guess where he emigrated to with the help of the U.S. military? I'm assuming Argentina. How did you know? Well, they do, have, they do have Oktoberfest. And you can wear your Leiderhosen. That's right. Or you're Nazi or you're Swastika. <laughs> and you're sw- lots of, yeah. There's whole fucking German communities down in Argentina. I had no idea. I mean, I mean, so, but another thing about this guy, I don't want to let him go yet because he was okay. a cocksucker. Uh, he was a Surgeon General of the Third Reich. He was a big fucking deal. Big deal. He was actually originally taken by, so by he was the one Russians. of the weird ones where he was yeah. taken by the Russians first. They and gave he- him back. <laughs> What is that? I had heard he escaped his handlers. Okay. I had read he escaped his They're handlers. Like, you no, we don't want you. You're even too crazy for us. <laughs> you fucking leave now. Yeah. And uh so my next one is Kurt Kurt Blom. Dr. Ooh. Kurt Blom, which was the Schreiber's fucking right hand man. This he got nailed with war crimes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, this is one but, of the ones that got actually got nailed for war crimes. Yeah, at Nuremberg. 
and and was charged, convicted of crimes against humanity. I think Shriver was actually a witness against him, wasn't he? I don't know, but Bloom ended up in fucking the United States. And so he was the deputy surgeon general of the Nazi Third Reich. Um, so he was in charge of all biological weaponry or like weaponized biological warfare. Which is exactly was, what I would have the surgeon general in charge of. The well, assistant he was deputy. surgeon general. So the deputy, yeah, that's right. Sorry. For Schreiber was more um mass disease. So during this time, and I didn't know this, but they were working on a bubonic plague weapon. Did you read about that? Weaponizing yeah, so there's, there's an awful the lot of any of the weaponized uh, the weaponized anthrax, bubonic plague, Crazy. like all this stuff they were trying because it's yeah. like these things kill people. So that was Schreiber. Schreiber was sort of like, okay, because he's a he's a vaccination expert. He's a you know, um, but Bloom is like he's the guy who's like, oh yeah, we're gonna make fucking gases like the sarin gas and the so he helped to develop all these other things, the, these toxins. Really bad dude, charged at Nuremberg, um, convicted, and then somehow disappeared. Oh, oh yeah. And then he ends yeah. up in the States. And the funny thing when you talk about uh, uh, Kurt and uh, Kurt and Walter, Walter Kurt was Walter. against <laughs> human experimentation. He spoke out against it, but yeah. not in the sense of human experimentation is wrong, more that these diseases are dangerous and we shouldn't be playing with them. I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, these are scientists too, you know, and you don't want to, oh, well, let's release the bubonic plague. Right, but so he spoke out against it because he's like, do we really want to be infecting these people? Not that I like these people and I think they should live and we shouldn't yeah. be doing this. It's like- That's self-preservation. That's all that is. Total self-preservation, which again was part of the idea that he, that's the story that was sold. Now he actually spoke out apparently yeah. at a conference about this, but again, the idea of, Hey, yeah, we don't want a pandemic on our hand like COVID nineteen. Well, this is it. Yeah. Well, Kurt. So here's the thing that is even more fucking fascinating about the Nuremberg and a bunch of them are the the same idea. So a lot of these Nazis were totally rich, right? They took in from the spoils of a lot of the gold and a lot of the, the financial, you know, uh, success of the the Reich. So. That was supposed to be taken from them during the trials at Nuremberg. I was all supposed to was like, yo, okay, you just fucking got all this money because you killed a lot of people. <laughs> You're not, that's not yours anymore. Um, but in his case, it was like a million Reichs, whatever the fuck that worked out to. Reich marks. Yeah, a million at that time uh, was what he had. And they took it from him, but miraculously, he got that back. Somehow. Right. And then he he went to the states and uh yeah and, and and there was like i mean we could sit here all all fucking evening talking about these guys there there was just so many of them and we're just talking about the paperclip guys so i've yeah. got one fellow which i'm not going to talk about ryan Hatch Gerber. he was part of the operation panhandle where they were getting intelligence operatives and this mm -hmm. is the guy who wound up eventually becoming the head of the bnd in west west germany yeah, like the the allies put him in charge of that. This was a guy who was it's it's crazy. Like if you look at like even von Braun, he became like the head of NASA. He 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 basically designed their NASA rocket. It he's 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 touted with the um the accolade that without him there'd be no moon landing. 
And that's that's if there was correct. a moon landing. I'm just saying. I don't. If there was a, that's right. That's the next consp- actually. Yeah. Future please, please like and subscribe. You never know. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you want to hear yeah. about the moon landing. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, the moon landing was all him. It was the you know everything was based off of his rocket designs. Uh. Yeah. So this know. dovetails into morality. So all the stuff, what happened here now, and again, a lot of paperclip scientists. Uh, weird stuff did happen like they got like one fellow wound up um, Arthur Rudolph wound up basically renouncing his U.S. citizenship and becoming a citizen of West Germany because ties basically to avoid persecution Mm -hmm. or stuff for for reasons yeah but it's the reality of this so we talked about this earlier uh I'm guessing okay maybe we didn't talk about that we did I think we did touch in this podcast the morality of you've gained this knowledge. So Phil, you've yeah. gained this vital knowledge of space medicine, right? What yeah. do you do with it? You know, well, you know, it was gained or reasonably it was gained from. Well, it, you know, for a fact that it's gained through the sacrifices of the unwilling sacrifices, the unwilling sacrifices of human beings, you know, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have, the level of intellect, I think, to to have been that person. I'm selling yourself short, Buttercup. Well, no, no, but you know what I mean. Because for me, I wouldn't have had the stomach to deal with these people. I just wouldn't. I would have been like, line them up and shoot them. I, I mean, seriously, these are horrible, evil individuals. You believe in the concept of justice versus the greater good, and that's I, where the argument comes in. Yeah. Was this the greater good? So, was bringing these scientists in versus taking that list and sending out hit teams and saying you know what you need to obliterate all these guys like we we can't let the russians get them yeah i I think not necessarily great people there were other ways you know i i i argentina for example and america knew that a lot of these guys were going there do you know a bunch of the scientists actually gained residency so they brought in paperclip with like temporary visas yeah the u.s was so concerned about the optics they actually brought some in through mexico through the consulate in mexico. oh no they brought quite a few through mexico yeah. so they yeah. had to yeah because they they still had to fly under the radar right uh-huh. so you gotta like sneak these people into the country once they're in there then then it's not such a big deal but you know what organization you know, did that phil the cia i believe is the name but i could be wrong so remember remember i said pl 110 yeah so pl 110 is actually the CIA Act, oh, the right. Central Intelligence Act, Agency well, Act. Yeah, they use it for everything, though. They use it because it's this is deemed, you know, classified and you know can, you know, uh, affect national security. That's the big, you know. So here, if you ever wanted to know exactly why it was one of the big reasons why it's created, I wasn't kidding when I said, yeah. hey, they've got a line in there specifically, basically saying paperclip, mm-hmm. Section Eight. Where whenever the director, the attorney general, the commissioner of immigration shall determine that the entry of a particular alien into the United States for permanent residence of interest of national security or essential to the furtherance of the national intelligence business, such alien and his immediate family shall be given entry into the United States for permanent residence without regard to their inadmissibility under the immigration or any other laws and regulation or the failure to comply with the laws and regulations pertaining to admissibility provided that the number of aliens and members of their immediate family enter the United States under the authority of section that in no case exceed 100 persons in any one fiscal year. 100 persons. 
change. <laughs> that is literally why the hell is that in the CIA act? Yeah, I don't know, man. And and I think most people are just oblivious to it. You know, I and myself included, I didn't know all of this stuff until we. This is kind of why I like doing the podcast, right? I really like to look into these yeah, things. I still haven't forgiven you for the Montauk. I didn't know about the Montauk. All right, settle down about the Montauk. God Thank damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> settle yourself. It was one night out of your life. <laughs> Having dreams, I'm in the chair, Phil. God damn. At least, it, you know, at least you learned something about. I did. I did. Things I did. that you should forget about. I, I well, I, I didn't know, like, again, the Stranger Things connection. That was, you know. Great show. Love it. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so that was, that was the CIA Act. That was the CIA Act. And that's the organization that was handling, like you said, the CIA was, when was the CIA created, Phil? What oh, year? 1947. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so and, the program and ran until the 1990s. Who do you think was in charge of Paperclip? From well, 47 it. to 1990s. The CIA, there's a reason they're hated <laughs> by their own government, even. You know, like it makes you wonder how much of the like the policies and the things that are are created that they don't apply to CIA, right? It's a lack of oversight. So this is this is any and yeah. our intelligence agencies run into similar problems, although we do have or we do have an oversight body that handles uh the CSIS and CSE. Okay. And we actually now have the CSE Act. So it covers a bunch of what CSD can and can't do. And this, the, I don't know if it was called the CSIS Act or something. The previous government, Harper government, gave uh, CSIS expanded powers right. to proactively do stuff. But CSIS yeah. is still internal, whereas CIA is external. And in, uh, technically, FBI is internal internal for the united states and cia is whatever the hell they want they're supposed to be external they're but the supposed CIA to be is, uh, yeah international right like, the cia yeah. is basically whatever the hell they want to be because they have no other they have like clandestine yeah whatever that means clandestine services yeah i don't know i i just uh as a if i was an american which i'm not uh, i would very much be what the fuck you know and i think a lot of people were there were riots so when this came out so the woman that there was a woman. Um, what the hell was her name? I wrote it down. When was it? When did she? Uh, when? Because you would have been uh, I'm not considered sure when six she... years ago. You would have been considered like a like a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist if you said that the you know. Yeah. I, well, I, the Americans are smuggling in Nazis. It'd be on the Inquirer. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Like there, I don't know. There was, a, but anyway, it was a woman who, um, basically was the whistleblower, and she said, "Okay, like." Uh, Oh, I can't find it now. I'll have to put the name up because it's there. But she did the Freedoms of well, Freedom Act or whatever. FOIA, F-O-I-A. That's right. Information That's Act. Yeah, and um, Jacobson is that? Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I've I've seen so many names that just like you. Well, I completely agree with you. There are so many things just all over yeah. the place. I'm trying to find it here in my. Uh... Oh, Linda Hurt. Uh, exposed operation paper yeah uh operation paperclip she applied the freedoms of information act i'm not sure the date because i kind of wrote it down as you know in passing um but yeah so before this yeah everyone you were all fucking crazy you know this yeah. is the it's like uh people who see ufos you're all fucking crazy oh except here's some pictures 
<laughs> and the government wouldn't do this, right? That's the thing yeah. that's that's about this. And again, back to the morality aspect. Yeah, I think the government did this from a well-meaning spot, in the sense of, yeah. hey, the greater good is we need to scoop these people up, and mm -hmm. we're going to make use of them, and we're basically going to benefit from this horrible stuff they did. But you know, but we'll yeah. we'll we'll benefit. Yeah, I see. I. I understand the why. I I just don't you know. I I don't like the moral. When you read into this and you see some of the things that these people did, you know, and and they or, would have went into this knowing it full well. More not than even we what know. they did. Not even what they did. What they were associated with. Yeah, for it's sure. Cancer. It's cancer. It's horrible. And you're bringing that into your country to now, you know, you they would know full well that a generation later that they're going to have generations of these people living in there i mean you're you're talking about thousands of people that have been bred from this that are living there descendants of these horrible horrible so this images. leads into the fifth columnist conspiracy where basically you've got a third like a fourth fifth fourth reich I guess. who knows right because you have argentina is a breeding ground nazis like these well, nazi hunters you ever watch that show i watched I it did, a couple yes times. when you see the stuff they do when they go down there yeah it's pretty crazy and they're being protected because they're all german like it's, it's like this and i'm trying not to shit on the germans right but i mean i think you need to i think you need to separate the german from the nazi right so you can say german right. you can say nazi Let, let's let's yeah. say they're nazis let's they're That's right. regardless of the fact they're germans they're nazis i have yeah and i like yeah. actual nazis not something you use to disparage your opponent when they say something yeah. you don't like and when you they're have actually nazis ability to sit down with someone who's german and i have you know and uh it's funny because you know you, you can kind of talk and you go wow you know like your grandfather could have been uh, and more than likely was in the war you know, any able-bodied German was basically in the war. And when Melissa worked at the retirement home, uh, they would celebrate Remembrance Day, and somebody said, "Well, why isn't Mister 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 Werner showing up? He's a veteran. Yeah, he was on the other side. Yeah, he wore a different uniform. Uniform. <laughs> His boots were very high, very high boots." And let's not forget let's not forget about things like the hugo boss the fact that hugo boss designed the nazi uniforms yeah well oh, right yeah. that and that's another thing that has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with i, I heard that, in that the was news. just that was just recently i saw some oh my god yeah just the, the amount hugo of boss. stuff uh, porsche porsche was involved with the nazis like it's well, just any german so uh yeah well um well when subaru actually it's funny you say that the the boxer engine was uh was a german german engine and it was used to make airplanes um so the boxer engine which is uh porsche right porsche really? yeah porsche was actually a super uh, japanese isn't it uh it, it is but 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 the actual engine that they use is based off of you know it's gotcha. a, yeah it's based off a porsche engine which is used so porsche was actually into airplanes which you know and bmw as well if you look at the bmw signal okay. insignia that's actually a propeller it's supposed really? to be a prop yeah yeah i learned that uh hey you know what i learned yeah. acura did you know acura mm -hmm. and you know honda yeah they're the you same. know they're the same company 
Yeah, they're the same car. And you know the only you know what the Acura symbol is? It's just the top part of the Honda symbol squished to make an oh, A. Yeah. So when I work on cars, it's funny because well, Lexus and Toyota, same car. So well, most times. So if I work on a, you know, people will be like, "Oh, it's my Lexus." I'm like, "You mean your Toyota Camry?" <laughs> All right. I mean, they're they're much higher trim level, of course, but I mean the the electronics are very similar. So when I work on there. Yeah. So do we want to wrap things up with the Operation Paperclip? Summarize? You know, I feel like we're leaving so much out. We I think are, if, we are. If you are watching this and just know, you do yourself a service and fucking look into stuff like this because I feel like our youth have, have totally lost track of all of this kind of stuff. I mean, we grew yeah, up you're learning. Sounding like, you're sounding like we're Grandpa so Simpson. But, but I'm, you know... I do, maybe. I don't know. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not that old, but I feel like my kids haven't learned any of this stuff. You know, I feel that they don't, I don't know. And and that scares me because how does how does history get repeated? Well, by forgetting this shit. Those forgetting. who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Right. And you know, like I don't know if our schools are doing a good job. You know, so it's, it's you know. Part of the challenge, Phil, I think, is there's so much now. Like you can't go off, and like the amount. I, I if my coworker, she was telling me what her kids learning. And I'm like, Jesus, I didn't yeah. learn that till grade eight. And he's learned that in grade six. Yeah, I think though too that they're afraid that the kids aren't gonna understand, or the kids aren't going. It's gonna be too much for them. And I think we just don't give kids enough credit. I think that they can understand the fucking Holocaust. They can understand evil. They can understand a lot of this stuff. And that by, by talking about it, you know, and you're seeing that too in residential school survivors and things like that right now, you know, our government, scoop. well, our government is openly admitted to genocide against an entire culture. And it was true, you know, and we're, the kids are now, they're still trying to figure out how to teach the kids about it. But I mean, because it's really delicate, right? Because how do you go off and say, your government did these horrible things? Are you proud to be a Canadian still? Right. And it's true. And, and, and you kind of sit back and go, holy fuck. Like, and most people have no idea. Most people have no idea. They just go, they're, they're just living that same truth that they feel is their truth, you know, and then uh, they have no idea. And I just don't want to see that ever happen again. Like this Holocaust stuff, you spend more than an hour looking into it what these people must have suffered through it's just i know mind it's mind-boggling what it, kills you know. me is the fact that holocaust deniers exist we oh, have documented fuck. evidence of death camps they have document they have video <laughs> death camps shooting individuals they fall into the pit and and actually as they shoot them there's sometimes a guy there to push them really hard so they don't yeah. just like fall off under the pit they fucking launch them into the pit you know you, you can't deny this. And if you do deny it, I, I understand you deny COVID. That just means you're fucking not very smart. But if you deny a Holocaust, that means you're a fucking exceptionally stupid human being and just should fucking die. You could question the numbers. You know? Fine. You want to question, you know, 500,000 instead of 1 million or whatever the number is. Fine. 9 million in total. 6 yeah. million Jews. Just <laughs> don't question that it happened because it oh, did. Fuck. Oh, it happened. It did. Did it ever. You know, and you're doing a disservice to the men and women that fought for our country. And, and I think and, this is the problem I have know. with paperclip. And not just yeah. paperclip, 
apple pie, uh, panhandle, what yeah. bloodstone. We have people that did terrible things and are literally escaping justice mm-hmm. for their yeah. for the terrible things they did because they are useful. That's right. Whereas if yeah. you or I had done something like this, if you were a death camp guard, Phil, and they were like, well, Phil, you don't know how to build airplanes and uh, you don't know much about Russians. So yeah, we're going pers- gonna, to gonna feed you up to be prosecuted. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. But on a lighter note, next week's topic. Oh, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, what's, what's next week, Phil? Oh, I got to do this because you fucking mentioned him. Every podcast except for this podcast. What pod? What? Who do I mention? Is it Costco? Are you doing one in Costco? We're doing Costco. Yes, finally. No, Jeffrey Epstein. That son of a bitch. Okay. My buddy Jeff. Your buddy Jeffrey Epstein. I'm tired and sick and tired of hearing about him. And I don't know much about him. No, I don't know much about him either, other than other the than he's a pervert. Of his death. Yeah, the suspicious nature of his death and his. And that, yeah, Hillary like choked him to death or something. I don't. Something about well, Bill watched. Bill was like, "Yeah, he was dressed. He was dressed yeah. like Superman." Get him, Hill. Get him, Hill. That's a good thing. There, you're doing a little harder. <laughs> hey, uh, now just to quickly come back to paperclip. Did we ever figure out if Prince Philip was related to any of the Nazi people that escaped yeah. to Argentina? Or so, yeah, his actually his his family. No, oh, to related to no, I don't know about that at all. Uh, so he was definitely I, I, related to people that were part of the Nazi party. I tried yeah. to find out to see if there was any any linkages between, like, hey, he yeah. helped facilitate. I couldn't, so you know, I couldn't even find theories now, that he was. So I'm not certain that his his lineage, his family, were actual, like they may have been Nazi party supporters because they were wealthy, right? But they weren't necessarily. I don't know. There's and now that's pretty much covered up too, right? You don't fucking have. I couldn't find anything, even no. rumors about it. So no, although there the, there was uh, the queen. I mean, it was a thing. Like they almost didn't want her to marry him because of this, because of his lineage, right? So, and there was yeah. also, I think, uh, I've, <laughs> I never watched The Crown, but my mom did. I so haven't watched it. I may start. Apparently, it, it's pretty good. And yeah. They, they've got the whole idea that the, one of the reasons why they didn't want the Queen Elizabeth to marry Prince Philip was mm-hmm. because of the... It wasn't uh, English, for one. Well, not, but it had less to do with that. It had <laughs> more to do with, it was like uh, from the War of the Roses era, there was a, what was it, like the Tudors and the, whatever uh, the hell the other I, family yeah, was. I, I don't they know. They got disposed and he was related to that line. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that it would sort of bring it back around. And then, you know, now all of a sudden we now have King Philip well they didn't want him to be king that's for damn sure he was royal consort yeah royal you are a prince (laughs) you're forever your wife's bitch just like the rest of us just like the rest of us we're all (laughs) princes of our household that's it that's it you know i can be under an illusion that i'm the man of the house she lets me i just got finished dealing with the septic system today this is this is my loving wife for me he's like hey you should deal with it i'm like aren't we equal why can't you deal with this wait a minute (laughs) Why do I have to go? Oh, to you didn't tank? play the "Are We Equal" card. I may have used it in tangentially, saying, "Well, wait a second. Yeah, I don't, don't ask do you that. to fix the dishwasher. Yeah, not that uh-huh. I would ask her because <laughs> right. we don't use it. I fix the dishwasher. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm going to was... say it's more of a skill set than the fact that I'm a dude. I'm going to say it's more that. You, 
Yeah, you are very handy, though. I'm just saying, quite handy. Yeah, they don't find you handsome. I better find you handy. And on that note, thank you very much for watching. Like and subscribe, and take care of yourself. Sounds like a veiled threat. <laughs> like See you, folks. and subscribe. Take care from both of us, Bill and Corey from the OC. Good night. Good night.